The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Dane and Derek Show, a regular podcast where two nerdy friends keep in touch and shoot the shit. Uh, my name is Derek. I'm a writer, director, and an occasional tabletop RPG player. And with me, as always, is my good friend, Dane. Hey, I'm Dane. I'm a writer, musician, podcaster, and lover of tabletop RPGs. We are coming out of that Star Wars month strong, and we are coming out with all the leftover opinions. So we're going to kick <laughs> off June with uh, how do we feel... Um, uh, so I, I guess, so our topic for today is, is, uh, today's our creator appreciation episode where we're going to be talking about some creators we really love, but really quick, I want to ask you, Dane, how do you feel about the word content in the context of art in this digital age? We hear content creator thrown around a lot these days. How do you feel about it? I feel okay. So here's the thing. I don't want to bash on anybody who feels like I make content. I do. <clears throat> I do like uh that's what i do i'm a content creator i don't want to bash on anybody like that i don't like the word personally for for like myself like that's the last thing i want to think of myself as is a content creator um it just feels like sort of a like for lack of a better term like a super hyper capitalist way to think about it yeah like no, 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 you don't like, like, there's this feeling to me sometimes when I, when I think about it, it's like, no, 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 you can't make art. You make content. It doesn't matter what you make, just that you're making content stuff. You're just making stuff. It doesn't have to be anything. Um, and on the other hand, like I, there's a way that I do like, I do like it because at the same time it lets, it opens the door a lot. Like sometimes I feel like the word artist uh gets a little <sighs> exclusionary like it, it's hard to identify as an artist because it like it seems to like quote unquote require something but to be fair to me if you make some like unique barbecue in your backyard and post you know videos of you doing that on TikTok or Pinterest or any number of other places on YouTube I don't know um that to me that's art and if to you that's content, that's great. That doesn't bother me. Just for me, the word content sort of sucks the soul out of out of what I'm doing. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't work. For, it doesn't work for me. That's that's just kind of the the long and short of it. And i I sometimes fear. I sometimes fear how content creator, the term content creator, and the term content are used by quote unquote execs like by people who don't create things if that makes sense like their 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 job is to to manage a business or any number of any number of things and thinking about them as like content creators sometime or content sometimes makes it sound truly irreplaceable if the crazy barbecue the the crazy cool barbecue youtuber who i'm sure there are dozens of um that person is not replaceable do you know what i mean yeah what they do is not replicable 
they they're not the same thing and cannot be replaced and sometimes i feel like there are people who use content to take away the individuality of people who make stuff and monetize it and make them a cog in a machine and you know that's that's kind of where i'm at what about you i i think we're about on the same page i i think because it the word content the way i've heard it i there's one particular definition that uh a friend and coworker and uh, kind of a mentor of mine had said to me and it was that content is a word used by corporations to commodify and demean the value of what a person does for a living. And I, I agree with that sentiment. And I, and I think a lot of the points you talked about, about how content makes uh, a creator feel uh, replaceable, whereas they're not replaceable. Um, I think that, you know, we all like there's so much you know content out there but i'd rather you know it it feels like an old term as you know creators are now so much more than just content creators right they're business owners they're public speakers they're you know i i don't even like i also dislike the word influencer i don't think that i think influencer is yet again another kind of corporate world to demean a person's art and craft to uh, like a marketing tool, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I think we're on the same page content in the context of creating art and things and stuff that you're passionate about kind of in a lot of ways can demean the value of it. But Hey, if you like being called a content creator, by all means, um, I think it's a better thing to be called. I'd rather be called a content creator than an influencer. I'll I'll say that. True, true. I, I I suppose so. I at the end of the day, for me, I just some days I don't even want to be called anything. I just I just want to be me, and I happen to do stuff like write books. Like that's that's you know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And I and also too, like with you and I, especially like we fall within very traditional kind of artistic forms and businesses and whatever lines of creation, right? Like, like you write and there is a system in place for that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, direct there's systems in place for that. Whereas like content creator is so DIY, so new that there aren't as many systems for it. And figuring out that kind of system is very, is still something very new that everyone's kind of ta- trying to tap into. Um, but it's not to say that you, can't be a content creator or a creator and also write novels or make movies or whatever you want because cre- I like the word creator because it's just a I don't know That's like it's a it, good one yeah because I think it just it, it goes back to kind of the mentality that you and I had in high school which was you know it's it's just about finishing the project finishing the art getting it out there for people to see and enjoy it's about iterating it's about getting better at what you're doing it's about doing something you love and i think that that's ultimately like you know because because creators aren't just artists right like right i think i think there's a common misconception that in order to be a creator you have to be an artist but you don't necessarily have to um like there are plenty of software engineers whom i follow who are 
creators who make videos, who make TikToks, who have podcasts and do all sorts of things. And that stuff that they make is just as interesting as probably what their day jobs are. You know, like it's a, it's a, in a lot of ways, like that's kind of the blessing here. Um, and I guess that's, that's a, a big part of what uh, we're talking about today are just people that we've been watching, consuming, uh, you know, the, the, the creations of um, mm-hmm. people that we just, you know, think uh, other folks should be checking out. So um, do you have a creator you want to shout out first or uh, should I go first? Um, so I have five. How many do you cool. have? Uh, I've got a couple. I got a couple. I got, I think I've got, I've got, I've got one over five, I think. So, but they're a little quick. So. Okay, cool. Cause yeah. I have, I have two that are, I would consider a little bit more on the bigger, on the, on the bigger side. And so, um, I'll, I, I kind of want to like run through them real quick, which I'm going to start first with, um, the band, the all together who I love dearly. Uh, it is the band of the YouTuber, Brian David Gilbert, who used to work for Polygon. Um, it ever, anything that that man touches is gold. As far as I'm concerned, his music's really good. His videos are really funny. His stuff on his own is funny and the stuff he does on polygon you should go check out anyways it's it's basically just comedy and he's i would call him niche famous i guess so he doesn't need like the bump that like i think some some other people like super i believe in needing to be called out but i would be remiss if i didn't throw out his band in particular because i adore some of the music uh that they that they do and he's a comedian, right? So sometimes when you do funny stuff, you are then precluded in some ways from doing like, quote unquote, serious work because his band is not a comedy band, you know? Um, so I, I really love that he stretches both muscles, but that's what I got. Link in the description, probably. Yeah. Yeah, Dope. link in the description. Yeah, yeah. We'll ha- we'll have all the things that we shout out in the in the show notes. Cool, cool, cool. All right, your turn. Alrighty. Um, so uh the first uh creator I want to shout out is uh my pal Jonathan. The Jonathan, the GR9. It's it's like I don't think it's great, but it, it's it's got a nine, so it's it's kinda off. Um, which I think describes the stuff he makes. He makes a lot of like comedy parody videos of like things you'd see on like productivity YouTube or like product review YouTube. Mm -hmm. And uh, he made this incredible bidet video (laughs) just about why you should get a bidet. And um, it's really awesome. It's, I don't know if if the video has a lot of views, but he has like an affiliate link. So if like you buy a bidet after watching his video from the bidet company that he uh, reviewed, um, it'll help him out. But it's just a, he's, he's just got this off kilter sense of humor that I really love. Um, like other videos include like how to have more energy, even though you're a potato um, <laughs> and just stuff like that, that I think is really, uh, you know, like I kind of, I kind of miss those kind of like, comedy parody videos uh on youtube those don't really cross my feed too often these days so jonathan shout out to you 
uh, yeah. Nice. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do another big one. Okay, this one's probably like really big, um, but genuinely, very few other pieces of media have brought me like consistent joy or are the one of the things that I don't know if you have these things, but there there's something you go to when like you're really having a bad day and it will actually brighten your day. Um, and it's the game grumps. I love them so much. Um, they're a late let's play show on YouTube. They're not huge, huge, but they're, they're, they're sizable. Um, and it's just two guys who are not like particularly young either. Like, uh, one of them, uh, Dan Avedan is like early forties now. Uh, and so it's very, it's a very particular, like sort of like take on it all. Uh, with like a much wider range of experiences, like something I, I often find with like let's players and are, that they're, you know, twenties or younger by and large. And so like the, the, the amount of time they've seen is much narrower than a guy in his thirties and a guy in his forties where they go like they, they have a much broader experience and like reference all this other stuff. And it's dumb and good. And you should go watch. I, if I were to suggest anything, I would say start with their three-part uh, series on Battle Kid. That's all I'll say. Just, just please. Uh, the first two episodes are they're weaker than the last one, but they're they're amazing build up. It's like thirty minutes long in total. Just just trust me, Battle Kid, start to finish. Huh. I don't think I've heard of that specific series from the Grim Grumps, but I also didn't know you were Game Grumps fans. That's really fun. Yeah. No. Big fan. Um, <laughs> um, uh, I guess uh, to compliment that Game Grumps shout out, um, I would like to now shout out uh, Ninja Sex Party. And Hell SP, yes. Uh, Dan Avedan and uh, Ninja Brian's band. I don't know his actual name. I just I just know him as Ninja Brian. But He's Ninja Brian. Yeah, that, that band uh, can get anyone through a hard day or a hard month or a hard year or a hard two years. That band is just so incredible. Um, I don't even have words to describe it, but their music has evolved so much since their, since their early days. Um, and it's just only getting better with age. Um, in my opinion, the kind of stuff they're creating. Uh, and laterally to that, a uh, Tupperware remix party twerp. They're also really great. Highly recommend them for some space jams that aren't related to space jam. Um, <laughs> yeah, that I feel like that's a nice compliment. Uh, oh, uh, real quick, real quick. Um, I want to give a shout out to uh, Jen Zemke who do, who did our cover art. Um, Hell everyone yeah! Everyone should go follow uh, her on Instagram at Freshwater Bear. Uh, she does some awesome comics and does incredible commissions. Uh, you can did I see tell you tons that, of stuff. Yeah. Did I tell yeah, you yeah. that I did uh, some like D and D party commissions through Jen? No, you did not. That's awesome. They were amazing. They were amazing. Uh, she did some like color pop icons and a group photo of our party. Um, and uh, I was playing basically the resident bard with a million lovers. So I I had I had her do my character with all the all the uh, the the um all, all the the flames in from the campaign nah. uh, and they all turned out amazing. And uh, I got them as a, as a, as a sort of birthday gift for our, our GM who did so much for us during the, um, during the whole pandemic, uh, kind of like 
creating like a bright spot in everybody's week. And Jen, I don't know if I told you this. I, I really hope I did in, in the emails. Um, but uh, our GM cried. She was so happy. Uh, it was amazing. Jen's art is great and, and, yeah. and lovely, especially her line work. I, I yeah. really adore her line work. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, uh, go follow Jen. Um, I think she's open for commissions right now. So definitely get on that. Uh, yeah. Dane, uh, what's your, what, what, what's your next creator appreciation recommendation? So this is another YouTube channel called errant signal. Um, and what this is, is long form video game essays. So it, this person's a game critic, but you will never ever hear at the end of these videos, the guy say, um, nine out of 10. It's entirely like, it's like deep analysis. Like I'm talking like 17 to 40 minutes, like long stuff, really in depth. And he goes into the history and, um, talks about mechanics and his own views on it. It's, it's honestly really really beautiful essay writing and critique of video games that i don't think the 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 genre of the the medium itself gets that often um and so i i i love watching their videos um so one one of my very favorites was far cry far cry 5 they're they're sort of again it's not a review because really it was it was um let me see the, the title of the essay. It's Far Cry 5 and the Art of Saying Nothing. Um, so in Far Cry 5, just for, for a little bit of context, Far Cry 5 uses like the veneer of Americana. Um, essentially, like the basic premise is like a weird, vaguely Christian cult has taken over a little bit of like Montana. Um, and you're supposed to go solve that problem. Um, and, and it kind of uses the veneer of like the alt-right of, um, of, uh, of the United States, right? Like the, like the, the truly like crazy folks uh, that are in our, like the, like the people who attacked the Capitol, like not to get super political, but like, you know, um, and, and, and so it uses that veneer to kind of create to make the video game itself sort of topical, but it never ever says anything about it um, through, through, uh, through like really intentional. Cause it doesn't want to offend anyone. Right. Because it wants to sell. Um, but he goes into it and he's like, this, this video is like 25 minutes long. And at a point he turns, he does this really interesting thing where he's like, yeah, okay. So they spent all this energy to not say anything, but here's the thing. They made a whole game with mechanics and it's a it's a one of a series, so you can compare it to itself and all kinds of stuff. So it actually does say something just unintentionally. And it's super interesting. Uh anyways, that's kind of a big sell on that. Uh I re- I would really highly recommend going and checking out checking out all of their stuff. Um super in-depth and interesting. Very cool, very cool. Um, my rec is the, I guess it's like the show network, uh, Asians represent it's a podcast and live stream, uh, that features uh, a lot of like, uh, Asian Canadian, Asian American, like 
content, like not content creators, sorry, uh, <laughs> uh, tabletop RPG like folks and creators and, and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, they play a lot of like alternative like tabletop RPGs like Masks or Quest. And they also do like these like hypercritical readings of like uh, of like Asian inspired settings, uh, mm. which is super interesting to read and dissect. Uh, they're part of the One Shot Network, um, which a lot of those shows are really great. Uh, so also by checking out Asians Represent and supporting them, you're also supporting the One Shot Network, which is also pretty cool. So uh, yeah, kind of a twofer, but uh, yeah. I like that. I really do. So second to last for me, um, a comic artist by the name of Allison Shaw. Um, she does, she's done a number of things. Uh, the thing I love from her the most is called Tigress Queen. Um, and I just really like her, her comics. Um, so something I've learned about myself in the last, like, I would say five years essentially. And this was not like, like I never like hated this genre or these sorts of sub subplots, but I never really understood how much I loved them and how key they were to me to storytelling. Um, I love romance. I love romance so much. Like, like kind of unabashedly at this point, do I love, do I love romances? Um, and what she basically writes is like fantasy esque, stories that are centered around romance so tigress queen is basically about an empire that accidentally broke a treaty and has been in a war with a smaller nation for like a couple decades like they're like and they just kind of figured like oh no we broke all of our laws um and so to kind of patch it up the plan is to have an arranged marriage between the tigress queen of the smaller country and the heir of the empire. Um, and so like, you can see how that's just kind of like, I wouldn't, I would not go so far to say as like a trashy romance, but like, just like kind of like a very classic romantic story setup. Um, and I'm into it. Like I'm such a sucker for it. Like, uh, like I really, really love this, this story and her art is really beautiful, especially watching her art grow over time. Um, that I finally became a patron of hers, like on Patreon. Uh, and so just sort of like funny story. Uh, she, part of the rewards for patrons is, uh, NSFW art of the characters, which I didn't really know because I was much more excited about getting more, more, uh, chapters, like, like, like pre-released like pages and chapters and stuff. Um, and like, but she also does like sort of like side art, like that goes up in between chapters. And I was like, I thought I was not ready for this. Um, I thought that she had posted one of those early. And so I was just like, oh, what's this? And I clicked on it and it was just, it was just like, it was just porn. Like, like not really porn, but it was like, <laughs> it was truly not safe for work. Um, explicit sex scene and it was really in like i was like oh my god i okay like i was like okay cool 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 like i didn't expect this and then i looked into like what i agreed to and it was like oh yeah i totally i'm totally on the tier that that gets this good to know um and the funny thing is i was like wow this was actually kind of like lovely composition and it's like still romantic because these are still her characters if that makes sense like i'm like this is 
like I've never, I've never done, um, I've never really dived into like that side of like creating creatorship on the internet. And I was like, this was the place to dive in because this is pretty tasteful. And, um, you know, it was already like heading this way. Like this is like all about sexual tension anyways, but I was like, wow, this is, this is a whole world that I don't, I don't really know anything about. Um, which just kind of like gets back to like our brief conversation about like what is being a creator and the internet is so damn broad, you know, but I seriously, I would say, go check out her work. You don't need to like, you don't need to dive into the NSFW stuff if you don't want. Um, (laughs) but like the comics are really good. And like, if you're into that, go for it. Like, please like support her. She does awesome, awesome work. Very, very cool. Uh, my, okay. So my next one, uh, I guess it's a twofer, another twofer, but they're two separate ones. They're both channels where you can kind of just watch through a nice archive of things that exist. Mm. Um, but they're both channels that are creating things. Both of the people are creating things. So the first one, uh, is a shout out to our boy, uh, Ashton Raymer or Ash, Ashton, I'm sorry. I don't know if you go by Ashton or Ash these days, but Captain Vitus, um, he's back at it, making some uh, YouTube video essays again. Oh, just released one on uh, uh, Mamoru Hosoda um, and his whole career. And it's super cool, super slick, super great stuff. Uh, Ashton has great opinions on movie reviews and uh, has more than once come in, uh, come in clutch with a, being a film extra and bringing in that that super cool jib, remember that jib um, mm-hmm. that we used on Watch Me Run? Uh, oh yes, yes yeah. I shout out to Ashton and the other uh, creator. Shout out is uh, uh, my old mentor Michael Kanemoto, who is on Lego Masters season two this year. Uh, he has a YouTube channel called Moto Lego, I think, where he posts videos of him building Legos, and it's just really great to watch uh nothing quite like just watching someone build something like that doesn't have any instructions and designing <laughs> like spaceships and dino eggs and all sorts of like cool like helmets and just incredible incredible things that he comes up with with legos um so yeah that's my twofer um what's your last one dane what's the last one you've got okay here's my last one uh, a creator called Anna Landon. She develops tabletop RPGs. Um, I've saved her for last for a couple of reasons. One, her games are genuinely beautiful. Both the art, the um, which I believe I believe she does herself. I I don't quote me on that, but I believe she does. Um, but they are intimate. They are inventive. Um, typically pretty magical, and. I love her game so much that one of the upcoming anthologies after the one we're currently doing, which is called Shepherds, comes to a conclusion is an anthology of just her games. Um, I love her work so much. It's I, I'm I'm really struggling to like explain or like I I find myself sort of like lost for words. I'm like looking over her. Um, 
her her catalog right now, um, which starts with a game called Signal to Noise, um, which me and our mutual friend Will Bangs played. Uh, and these games, like they deal with like super intimate stuff without being like unapproachable. Like the conjurer's cloak is about, uh, tyranny and escape. Um, uh, there's a game called that, which remains, which is absolutely about death. Um, there's a game called you shall and you shall shatter temples, which is explicitly an anti, um, fascist game. Um, there's a game about, uh, sort of like body, some body dysphoria and um, she, she delves into like folklore, but also like just sometimes we'll like write these games that are just like takes on like the fantasy tabletop genre. And honestly, it's, she's, she's just impressive. And I'm so looking forward to playing a selection of her games. I'm so looking forward to, highlighting her as an artist that i wanted it to do do it again here so yeah no uh, yeah a number of her games are free uh just go find her on itch and you will you will not be disappointed even if you just read them like and never play them fantastic yeah no i think when you were struggling to kind of describe her work i think that that is the very core of what it means to be a creator right it's you can't bind someone into a couple of words to describe all the things they do. You can't just call everything she does or anything that any of the people that we've shouted out do as just content because it's so much more layered than just that. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to check out some of these games and some of these people that, that we've wrecked. I have not heard of some of them, so I'm excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig into some of, some of the stuff you, you, you've talked about too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will definitely have all these people linked in the show notes. So go check that out. Go support these folks and uh, uh, shoot us a tweet or uh, a, something on Instagram. Uh, if you liked any of these uh, recommendations um, to all the creators out there, make stuff. Don't let capitalism get in the way and uh, uh, be unequivocally you. Please God be unequivocally you. Yeah. We need you. Be you. We need we need you. We need your voice. We need all of it. Exactly. And uh, that's going to be it uh, for this week. We are going to turn off our voices in just a second. Um, but you can see what movies I'm watching on Letterboxd at Derek Aiello and Dane. Uh, where can we listen to Shepherds? Um, you can listen to Shepherds uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. The podcast itself is called Diceology. That's D-I-C-E-O-L-O-G-Y, like the science of dice. Um, by the time this comes out, we will be a fair bit of the way through Shepherds. Uh, but feel free to catch up or listen to 11 Jump Gates or save for when we get ready to start releasing uh, stuff from Anna Landon or our other anthology. I haven't quite decided which of the two comes first. Ooh, that's always fun when you get to decide what's next. Mm-hmm. Very cool, very cool. Well, that's all, folks. We'll catch you next week. Catch you later.